live from the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. Unless you guys were missing your favorite jam, we're going to bring it back up for y'all. ESPN in the house. Yeah, but we're actually going to talk over yeah. it. Yeah, here's a Sports Center upstate. <laughs> Justin Verlander from a Goochland standout will get the ball in game one in the divisional series against the Twins. That's what Doug Brown was saying yes. that the whole country missed. Because <laughs> somebody didn't turn his mic on or flip a switch. Mm-hmm. It was not your radio, friends. Yep. It was just the music for the first 45 seconds Shots of the Sports fine. Center. That, that was the lead. We love those guys and gals, but <laughs> you know, every once in a while, it's nice to know that even the network big guys can make a. And they normally make, make the biggest mistake. mistakes, but you know, they sometimes get covered up. But that was a gaffe. We make plenty the, of our own. Yes, but that was a gaffe. That's yes. a good one. So but that was your lead for the sport. The National Sports Center, Justin Verlander, will start Game One for Houston. I digress. We don't know what the lead was, but for here. He'll start Saturday. Why not? Series is Saturday uh, against right Saturday against uh, against Minnesota. Uh, I will look and check. Yes, they start. Yes, Saturday. Minnesota Houston. That's the four forty five game. I know it's up against some great college football game like Richmond and Maine. But so be it. Three thirty. Right. Right here on ESPN one hundred six one. You could be a marketing guy or promotions hey, or programming hey, or something. Hey. Had you told me you were going to do that, I would have cued the music. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll so, do it again. Be prepared. Yeah. So it's Texas at Baltimore at 1 okay. on FS1. Minnesota at Houston at 445 on FS1. And then the night games, the national games are on TBS. Philly at Atlanta at 6. Mm. And Arizona at LA at 920. Which it kind of has to be on a West Coast. You need to, yep. you know. So, but those those night games, those some goodies. Yep. So there you go. You get the two best teams right there against uh, the divisional winners. It's yep. going to be. And then I'll even say this: I don't know why I keep wanting to like defend baseball other than I, I love baseball. So you got to, so you got to get them started right. So they could have ended today. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have started tomorrow. You got to give them a day, mm-hmm. right? To, to move on mm-hmm. and work out. You do. So, like, if you were saying, well, why didn't you start on Friday? Everything was done. You can't do that. No. So, so you got to start won. Saturday. Yeah, the team that and you won, want you them to all travel. start, get them going on Saturday. So, Sunday, when you're going up against the NFL, mm-hmm. and I realize there's a couple of good late games, but they're only playing two baseball games on oh, Sunday. Sunday. I think there was probably some purpose to that. Probably. And then Monday again, then you switch to the National League and you just play two. Well, most right, of the but people... where do you guys stand on what Matt said? Which like, was if, what? If the games are being played on the weekends, are they going to have low ratings? Is more Maybe. People... That's, that's, but that's always the case. There's, At this point in time, yeah, like we're, we're only in the divisional series here. Right, and that I was, think that even, was my point in the four o'clock hour. Was I don't think it's baseball's goal this weekend, AJ Sean, to beat college football in a ratings game or beat the NFL in the ratings game. They just want good product on the field and on the air this weekend, and they'll let the rest take care of it. So now when we get to the World Series, to me, that's a different story. Then you want the numbers. Yeah, because at that point, I mean, there's only going to be one, probably one day in the week that they're going to play on the, on the weekend where they will play it. They rarely play a World Series game on a Saturday. More times than not, it's on the Sunday. Actually, Game 7 would be a Saturday this year. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now that could be interesting. I know. Especially if Prime is doing well. I mean, then you got to. That's a that's an FS1 and Fox, you know, school. So it's that, impressive you pulled that out, like just whip that right out like a gunslinger. What's that? That they're gonna be on Saturday. <laughs> the, the, the game seven. Yeah, yeah, two months N- from now. Not that I've <laughs> two months from now. <laughs> not that I've looked ahead or anything, but yes, game seven would be on a Saturday. And they would play a game. They would play a game on a Sunday, right? Uh, the first week of first them, week I guess. Will, I can. In the World I can pull it back Sunday. up again. And, I, and Fox and Fox has set that up where if it is a doubleheader, they'll play it right around eight o'clock. So you'll have your four twenty-five game. You'll have your NFL post game in ten minutes. You'll have your World Series pregame show for about twenty twenty-five minutes, and then about eight fifteen first pitch for Game One of the World Series. So Fox, wrong with that. Fox will have that set up. I mean, if you're if you're a sports fan and you like the NFC package and you you will like those games on Fox. You're not gonna switch your dial. Maybe you know, maybe for some breaks, but you're gonna have that from one o'clock all the way up to probably eleven ish to see those two NFL games and then that game, whatever game of So game one is Friday, October twenty seventh. So game one and then game two would be Saturday. Saturday. Oh, so they'll have two Saturday games. Yep. Okay. Yep, game okay. two and game seven if it goes to seven. So no Sunday this year. There so would they be will no swap. Sunday. So game three, four would be Monday, Tuesday. Right. Game five would be. Uh, I think it's two three two, so it would be oh, three straight. Monday, Tuesday, so Wednesday. So it'd be Friday, Saturday, off Sunday. Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday off, off Thursday, Wednesday. Friday, Saturday. Friday, ooh, okay. So it would end on Friday, Saturday when everybody, even the little youngsters, can watch. Doesn't really matter what time it is. There's no school, you know. But you're going up against high school football across the country. You're that's always going to go up true. against something. I know. I know. I mean, that's just that's the world and, and, we live and, in. And the college football. I'm, sure. But that's but that's every year. That's right. every year. Divisional series, league championship series, world series. You're going up against some type of football on the weekend. It's and just going to happen. This is more than just about TV ratings, people. This is about you know attendance and winning a championship and, and those places are going to be sold and out cities that are just getting behind their teams and don't and let it be it. a team that hasn't been to the world series in a while that yeah. uh, like minnesota, minnesota baltimore baltimore well, that, that was my conversation is i know minnesota's blowing up i know baltimore's blowing up texas as much as their football state they love their rangers the dodgers nobody cares about baseball in la i mean football in la what if we get a Texas Houston matchup Man. in the American League Championships? I mean, yeah. that's pretty good stuff yeah. right there. Maybe Wasn't not I, for the rest of the country, but for the state but for of that, Texas. And he, and how big that market is. Yeah. You know, that's a top five, you right. know, top five, top ten market. Right. That's huge if you get Texas and Houston in the ALCS. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh five oh eight. This is when you get my blood going. I know we start doing this sort of thing, but and we did on the Commanders today, too. Yep. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Caesar, you're on with uh, Sean Robertson from CBS 6, Bob Black, Sports Huddle, 508. You're up. Caesar? Don't be shy, Caesar. You never are. <laughs> Come on. There? We could we could do some trash. I think he was so en- Trash en- talking about the U, and that would get him going. He was so engrossed by that baseball conversation, <laughs> he just wanted to sit and he, listen. He actually he had an interesting point about baseball that would probably have gotten Bob fired up. Oh, wow. Oh, he told you in advance? They all tell me in advance. Oh. All right, well. I am the gatekeeper. Well, you then, are the gatekeeper. Well, if Caesar can't ask it, why don't, yeah, why well, don't you okay, then? You say it. All right, I will. Uh, Miami Hurricanes are number one. I want to start out with that. <laughs> and and also, by the way, I don't know why I'm making Caesar sound like a redneck. Sorry, Caesar. The other thing is. But you uh, sound like him. <laughs> he, he, um, 
uh, he wanted to, he was going to talk about how the baseball season should be shortened, and he's calling now. So hang on. All right. Oh, the shortened that, season. That's an oh, old and tired conversation. Oh, he's gotten Bob. Come he's on. gotten Bob fired up. No, I've said all along. If you want to go back to the old old days, even before me, to like one fifty four, I'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. Only eight games. Oh, I, I don't want to go much more than that. Really? I really don't. Like why? Okay. All right, Caesar, we got you, buddy. All right, Caesar, don't be shy this time. Caesar. Caesar. Hello, Caesar. I thought I'm scared. I think away. he was intimidated that he didn't want to fire you up. <laughs> That to me, that's an old school argument at this point. So, so essentially, eight games would be a week, right? Yeah. So give them eight more days off. And my my theory here, I know we have this balanced schedule now where you play every team, yeah. Which I think for the most part has been good. So my argument doesn't really hold water here because this was before this year when they did that. I would scrap some of these meaningless interleague games, like the games that have no rhyme or reason to them. Nobody really cares to see them. Those would be the ones that I would sacrifice to get you down to one, you know, one fifty maybe. I think you, I would compromise to that, but I don't want any more than that. I think you know, baseball is such a game of stats and records. Mm. I think it compromises the, a lot of the records, the opportunity to break some of these records. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, go, and, and you know, I, 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 I'm still curious about why people are so offended by one sixty two. If you don't feel like watching for a week in the middle of the summer, don't watch. That's true. Somebody else will. I, I mean, well, it's there that. for you if you want it, and if you don't want it, go go play pickleball or something. <laughs> what do you mean, ugh? For the pickleball. What do you got against pickleball? Too many I, injuries I would rather now. watch baseball. I think baseball's heating up. Look, I'm, I'm not swaying with what Matt said. I, I, I think Matt has a point, but... You started to defend my beloved I, baseball. AJ, I was cheering you on in the car, and then you kind of faded. Do you I, not, think, I think baseball <laughs> and, and NASCAR seasons are way too long. I really do. I mean, hmm. NASCAR starts in the winter, yeah, and then it ends almost the next winter. I it ends late, late fall, long. and the races are themselves are too long. They did are you way say? too yeah. long. Yeah. Four hundred, five hundred <laughs> laps. That's why I'm an indie guy. I mean, I could watch that forever, but the they going get a couple, around, yeah, they get a couple of weeks off, but not like. But I mean, and baseball starts. I mean, spring training starts in February. Right, and then let's say Game Seven of the World Series will start in November. It same, will be November. So basically, it's it's uh, the same time window for NASCAR. You're right. You're right. With two months really off, December. You're right. And January. I don't disagree, like, but there ooh. are those of us that love baseball that are happy it's there. And just, if you if you don't, just don't watch. I know. Don't I watch know. spring training. I don't care. I, I really don't because you know it's, it's all in the basketball. So I, I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm into that. <laughs> Have we started this show with with making fun of ESPN and basically every sports season? <laughs> yes. Not every season. Um, I could talk about hockey season being a little too long too. I mean, the, and the NBA, Stanley, the Stanley Cup Finals is in summer. The NBA <laughs> is perfect. Stop it. The NBA is perfect. Whatever. No, eighty-two is too long. Yeah, yeah if we, you guys want. So, all right, wait a minute. So, if you're reducing baseball, what's your magic number then? I just gave you one fifty to one fifty-four. What would you want it down to? It's at one sixty-two. It's been that way for whatever fifty years now. Probably. I would probably I would probably say 140. Huh. So basically a whole month. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Ah, to me, it's the beauty of the game. And now look, you know, I'm an older guy here, and I'm not going to be that 
you know, yell, get off my lawn guy, because yeah. I'm not. Because I in, in April, I was not in favor of these new rules. See? I said I was still going to watch. <laughs> yeah. I do believe they have helped the game. I really do believe. I, like I, like I've said all along, I wish the players would have done it on their own, mm-hmm. but they didn't. So baseball force fed them, mm-hmm. and I actually I do think that I have to go look at it. The numbers they're way up. Yes, yeah, like they are way up in attendance, TV minutes. ratings, all of that. And I assume that's a a major yeah. reason why. And if that's good, then scoring so is it. up. Stolen bases were up. The average length of time is down. I think twenty minutes, close to a half it hour. Is. It is. So everything that baseball wanted with these changes, they got. Here's what I keep thinking though. Why is a three and a half hour college or NFL football game okay, but a three hour baseball game is not? Because I I looked at the clock the other day, yeah. Commanders Eagles game was it like three twenty? Yes. When they finally went to overtime, I yes. take the overtime out of it. The college game I watch on Saturday, not Richmond, they move fairly quickly. Yeah. I get home at night. Those games are going three and a half. Why is that okay, but a three hour baseball game is no. Know. My niece said, hey, we need these games shorter. Because standing up all day on the south, <laughs> three hours is long enough. No, I, I'm, I'm with you with that. I think what college football is doing this year as mm-hmm. far as not stopping the clock after every first down, mm-hmm. hopefully that will kind of change it where we could kind of see the length of time shorten a little bit. I think they're taking maybe that first step in – and saying, okay, college football games are a little long. You know why I like that? Yeah. Because I do think it is helping the pace of – I'm going to use the same phrases that baseball used all summer. I do think it's helping the pace of play, Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody's noticing. I don't – Like, even coaches. I I talk to Russ Huseman all the time about it, and he's like, we don't even notice. Yeah. We don't notice the clock hasn't stopped. Now, in the last two minutes, we notice it is stopping Mm -hmm. because now it's helping strategy and and all that. Because during the course of the – we don't even notice it. That's the difference with baseball, whereas I think everybody noticed this pitch clock and they were hurrying and, you know, they couldn't step at all. So they did notice. In college football, I think it was a brilliant move, Mm -hmm. just like the NFL now. But – I don't think anybody's noticing. And they notice that clock. I mean, you can see, okay, well, you got 15 minutes in a quarter, where in baseball, there's really, I mean, you have the innings, but there's really no, you got three no, hours. Right. You got a three hour, here's your time, three hours. Get it in by three hours. Where and I'm foot, good with that. Yeah. Where in football and basketball, you do see in the clock, okay, you got 12 minutes for an NBA game, you got 20 minutes for a men's college basketball game, 10 minute quarter for women, 15 minute for, 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 for college football. I, I guess maybe it's maybe not as significant in college football because we know we got a limit. We got a time window yeah. to get it in yep. in that specific quarter where in baseball, uh, uh, a half inning could be 30 minutes. It could. Depending on... You know, clock or no clock, clock it could be no 30 clock. minutes. It could go that long sure. where you know a, a quarter only is 15. So yep. you're going to double right. that. So, so yeah, that's probably so, I, to me. That's I think that's why. Based off everything I've heard from this conversation, soccer's the superior sport, <laughs> and I'm really glad that we've all gotten slow to down. That. Yeah, slow down. Slow down. It just it keeps well, going. Hit Keep pause. Yeah, please hit, hit pause. M- hit mute. Hit pause. Yes. We're not going there. These are this afternoon's <laughs> top sports stories. I'm sure you'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's drive home headlines. Well played, Mr. Producer. Well okay. played. Okay. Drive home headlines are brought to you by James. River Air. If you're not happy with your heating and cooling system, call James River Air for a free in-home consultation. Check them out online at jamesriverair.com.
ESPN.com. Bottom of the hour, back to the Commander's Talk. John Keim from ESPN, ESPN.com, the John Keim Report, live from somewhere at FedEx Field. We are confident of that. We'll find out in about 10 minutes from him. We're wide open other than that, 804-327-0888-327-0888. Caesar, if you're listening, I'm going to take a break, and the next segment will be all yours. Yes, call back. If we can figure out a way to get you (laughs) on the air. Otherwise, Sean and I will take us to John Keim at the bottom of the hour. Sports Auto 1061 ESPN. All of baseball on your radio dial. There's a reason to keep it locked to 1061 ESPN Richmond. Your home for the Atlanta Braves and the River City. All right. As the former coach of the Eagles and now coach of the Chiefs would always say to open every press conference with the media, the time's yours. Caesar, the time's yours. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> Finally, it is Thursday. We're getting ready for pro football tonight. But before we do that, let's talk about something that Bob is very passionate about, mm. which is baseball. Baseball is a great sport. Don't get me wrong. It is long on the tube, like Sean said. And logistically, they could have done better scheduling-wise prior. What I mean by that is they should have alternate nights, have the American League one night play, and then National League the other night. That way they would have had four nights, and they should have started like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then give the few days, you would have had TV for four nights at least of TV, well, uh, baseball. I'm, I'm going to give you two contrast to that why mm-hmm. why do you want to drag that out that far then you're going to drag the rest of the players uh rest of the games it's already going into november that's going to drag right. it that's number one and number two and i think you're going to get to this in a minute baseball is a day in day out sport for the most part right. why would you alt and i know and they are altering that to some degree in the postseason why would you alter it even more to go away from what you normally do. When you, when you get to the postseason, it should be altered there. I was saying, and I told AJ before I got on, it, it should realistically, it should stop in Labor Day weekend. That would be where it should stop. Because it is the season's too long, and it's going to be harder for it to compete with college football and, college, and uh, pro football at that. As like Sean said, alluded to, NASCAR, which is also called NAPCAR by me. <laughs> you can take a nap in the beginning and wake up just in time to watch Ben in the race. There you go. So, that's that being said, you know, next mobility range alike. I'll make you that deal if you can get, to Sean's point earlier, the NHL and the NBA to be done by like April or early May. Done. Not into June. Then I then I would the agree. The, yes, then okay. I could I would agree. Baseball's regular season could end Labor Day weekend, but yeah, that's but the deal yeah, I need because I need those sports to be then. out of my way so baseball can take center stage in May and June and July when the NHL and NBA are still going. Right, and that's something too. I think basketball can do it, and hockey can do it. There's no reason why they should be, especially hockey. No offense to hockey, which I have a lot of friends that are hockey friends, that especially Canadians, they get mad at me when I say 
they should shorten their season and do it. Like it's too late. It's not even winter anymore. You know, it's summer. <laughs> it's not even spring. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's why they get mad at me. My Canadian friends get mad at me for that. So, my belief is that if, I don't know if it'll happen, and it probably won't, because it's always about the money, and it's always about marketing, right? And if all the major sports can come together and try to like not overlap each other so much, it would make it better for friends, for families, friends, and fans to go to these events, to be watching these events more. That way, there's not too much taken away from other events and other activities. It makes it easier for the fan and the fan experience. Mm-hmm. So, see- and that's what it's all about. So Caesar, so you're saying for like the divisional, well not the divisional series, the wild card round, you would yep. want to set up kind of like they would do in the league championship series. The AL has their night, the NL has their night. A like game one of the ALCS would be on a Monday, NLCS will start on a Tuesday, and they go back and forth, kind of like that. You would want the wild card round to be similar to how a league championship similar series. Ca- philosophy. Yeah. Philosophy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What do we- I mean, philosophical. Okay. Yeah, I just Nothing, think it drags you know, it out it's too long. Off my head while I'm driving. I'm not like sitting down there on a right. table. I know. I know. Guys, Neither are we. So he would say the yeah. ALD, the AL wild card round would have started Monday. NL wild card round would have been Tuesday, and then you play game two of the AL series that Wednesday and back and forth. Yeah. Where that means yeah. you could possibly You're- possibly have the game three, the deciding game three, Friday and Saturday. You're adding another five days probably to this thing if you do it that way. Possibly. Yeah. That's a lot. Just like the NBA. Including the day in between where you got to give them the day before they start the next series, I think. That's what the NBA did with their playoffs. They kind of lengthened it by saying, okay, let's try to get, you know, see everything. And also, well, I was going to say the NCAA tournament, but that, I don't know if that's the case. No. Baseball's perfect. Don't listen to these people. <laughs> Here we go. All right, Caesar, we got to roll. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Caesar. Thank you, pal. We set a record. He didn't talk about his Miami Hurricanes at all. They got a big game call. Saturday, too, right? Georgia Tech? It should not be a big game, but I guess it will be. Well, it's, they're ranked, so it's big. You know, Georgia Tech is? No. I know Miami, Miami is, yeah. but they should beat Georgia Tech. Well, yeah, it's the ACC. And every other team. So I guess no no game's big, Bob. That That's what Caesar's saying. They should win every game. All right. Uh, Commanders should win tonight. We'll see if John Keim agrees with us. He covers the Commanders for ESPN, ESPN.com, the John Keim Report. And he joins us frequently on this show. He will do so next. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN. This weekend, the Spiders entertained the Black Bears of Maine in a key CAA showdown. Catch all the action beginning Saturday afternoon at 3 here on 1061 ESPN. Your home of the Richmond Spiders in the capital city. In the capital city. Welcome back. Bob Black here. Sean Robertson from CBS 6 right over there in our ESPN Richmond studios on a Thursday afternoon. A feel-good Thursday sports huddle. 1061 ESPN. And we got NFL football tonight. And we got it with the Washington Commanders as they host the Chicago Bears tonight up at FedEx, which is where we go to get a game preview just a few hours before kickoff. Our good friend John Kime from ESPN, ESPN.com. The John Kime Report here on 1061 ESPN joins us. I know John from FedEx Field, as we speak. Where exactly are you at FedEx Field as you come to us live this afternoon? Oh, in the in, in the press box. Oh. In the you press box. 
I have to get here early for these night games, real early. So I've been here for a little bit. Awesome. Great. We thought you would be on the field right about now. No, no. We can't go down in the field. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm in the press box. All right. All Very good. good. All right. No, that, that's great. Uh, how much of tonight is about the commander's defense, John? I think a lot of us feel really good about what we saw offensively Sunday from Sam Howell and the offense. But how much of tonight is about let's figure out what's going on with the D? Well, certainly a decent amount because they have to – to me, it's like even going into the Philly game, for example, my thing for them is whether you win or lose, you have to play well. And certainly offensively they did. Now, to me, offensively, you have to build on that because if you go you know, 30, 31 points and you get 14, well, it's like, okay, they're not there yet. And I don't know that they're there because it takes time. However, I think the opportunity is there for another good offensive game. So defensively, they have to – I mean, they have not played their best the last couple of games, and you can look at, like, big explosive plays as a big reason, and last week Emmanuel Forbes was a big reason why they allowed so many big plays. But you have to – they have to shut them down. Um, this is an offense that they do have – like, Justin Fields can hurt you with his legs, right, and, he, and at times with his arms. And you do have two good receivers, DJ Moore, Mooney. You have a tight end in Cole Komet who's, who can hurt you. You know, so there are – it's not like they're devoid of talent, but they need to play well. Like, the defense has to play a consistent game. The defensive line has to lead this. And that, you know, with it's rushing with discipline, containing fields in the pocket, um, and, and not letting them hurt you with his legs. John, up there in the D.C. – Area, what has been the feedback and the mood on Rivera's decision to go for the tie Sunday and his explanation as to why they he decided to go for the tie as opposed to going for two in the win? Well, I mean, they still could have won in overtime, so it's not like it was tie or nothing. Right. And so, you know, um, I'd say it's probably split. Um, a lot of people certainly seem to want him to go for it. Um, I didn't have a big problem with it because you still had overtime, and in the new overtime rules, both teams get the ball. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure you're going to get the ball, let's say, for example, if in the past it was always if you're on the road, you go for two. Well, if, you go, if it goes overtime in the past, you may not get the ball again. Mm-hmm. So this might be your last shot. Well, unless, of course, you give up a touchdown um, now, right? So you have that. And then I was even talking to one player who was like, you know, they, even the players were kind of like, they're like, yeah, of course you would have wanted to go for it, but they didn't feel like, I don't think they felt that strongly about it either. So, but the point one player made was like, you know, if you, if you get to overtime and you tie, it's, it doesn't hurt you necessarily, mm-hmm. and it can help you. And so for the tiebreakers on the road, because it would have helped them last year had they beaten the Giants one of those two times during right. the playoffs because they, there are some other teams that would have had the same amount of wins they would have had the better winning percentage because of the tie. So I don't have this huge, huge problem with it at all. If they had gone for it, I said, okay, you're going for it. But I do think because of um, the the overtime rules now, but to the original point, what I would say it was definitely split. I mean, it was definitely split from fans that I would hear from that, about whether or not he should have gone for it. Can I ask this for you? How refreshing is it to cover this team and really just focus about what they're doing in between the lines as opposed to all of the, the, the noise that had been surrounding this team away from the field for so long? 
there was noise around this team for a couple of days. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, there we go. Joking about it. I love it. Yeah. Listen, like, so, for example, now the Bears are here tonight, right? Yes. And they have their own stuff going on. Well, when this was going on two weeks ago with the Bears and the D- their defensive coordinator resigned, yep. and there's all sorts of crazy stories coming out of there, and we just kind of looked at each other in, in the media room. It's like, can you believe we're not the ones writing about this? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, like, the biggest – the biggest topic has been, why not go for two? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about the long snapper? I mean, football, questions. Yep. And that is really refreshing. I mean, I've, I've waited a long time for that. Now, you still you got to win, but mm-hmm. like you're not getting the crazy stuff like, hey, what did you think about what the owner said about your owner? You know, things like that. And um, you get fans that are embracing them again. So it's just, it's been, it's there's definitely been a breath of fresh air, even from a media standpoint, mm-hmm. where you can focus more on football, finally, and you know, for a change. Football-related stories. Mm-hmm. So why was Sam Howell so much better than he was a week prior, John? <clears throat> so a couple reasons. One, first of all, the Eagles' pass defense isn't very good. And I'm not that's not to take anything away from what Howell's done, but I think, you know, that's I think they took advantage of what the Eagles secondary doesn't do well right now. And so for so there are a couple times where in their zone, I think they get mixed up a little bit in their zone. Um, and I also think playing uh, for, like a couple times, for example, they, they motion to a stack or to a bunch and that would confuse some of their defensive backs, Darius Slay in particular. And they took advantage of that. Those are a few plays, but I also think that playing that zone that they were, they felt like they could get to their spots in rhythm and then Howell was getting through his reads in rhythm. And I think maybe playing against the zone right now, maybe it seemed to define it a little sharper for him because he could tell, like, just based on the look, all right, that's not going to be there, get to number two or number three. And they were creating yards after the catch because of it. So, you know, I, I, but I credit Howell a ton for that because, you know, even though, like, again, the whole thing is him progressing a little bit quicker, which takes time, but he did it. And, and, and I think, you know, he made some very smart decisions with the ball. Um, so that definitely, that definitely helped. But, yeah, I think it starts with that, you know, the Eagles zone D in, in coverage was not very good. And then I think the Washington had a big part in that, but they took advantage of it too. Hey, John, let's talk about this offensive line. They played a little bit better Sunday against the Eagles than they did against Buffalo. The sacks went, went down by four. But what do they have to do collectively to keep Sam <laughs> – as clean as possible, not taking so many hits for a guy in his in his you know his first year starter for this team. Well, it, it, this a lot of this starts with Hall because yeah. you go back and look at those sacks against um, Buffalo, and most of those were would have been classified as on the quarterback, mm-hmm. um, just like from from reading it or from taking a little bit longer with his reads. Again, young quarterback. That's what happens now. Where I have fault with and this is with the organization where you didn't build a better line for a first year starting quarterback. That's where I have a problem with it. So, you know, um, for, you know, like if, if that group had been with Josh Allen, they're not, nobody's talking about how, how bad they look because you have a veteran quarterback going through everything pretty at a good pace and you're getting the ball out. You're not getting hit. But when you have a rookie quarterback, you know, it's going to take them a minute to, to progress with that. And then you have a line that can't give them that extra half second. So that's where they have to improve, and I don't know that they will. So because like your the tackles are they're veteran guys. This is who they are. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to they're going to have to you know a lot of it is going to rely lie on how maturing at that position and becoming more consistent with all that. And I think you can get there. 
but you know, I think it's hard though because he is taking a lot of hits, and um, there are definitely times where it's on the line. Can it will not say otherwise, and the tackles have to be better. Um, the interior hasn't been bad at all. Um, they've had some moments where it hasn't been great, but overall, I think they've been more consistent. Um, but so yeah, I think you know a lot of it will just I think. Cause it, and I go back to Howell because he's the one who can improve. Right. Tackles are not going to improve. This is they're veterans. This is who they are. They need to upgrade at that at those spots in the off season, but you can't do it now. Right. So even if you put Cornelius Lucas in, he's not like we're not go, we're not talking going from Wiley to a Pro Bowler. We're talking about going from Wiley to a guy who's been a career backup. Right. So there's no great solution. That's why. So much of it, that's why the focus would be on Sam because the more he matures there, the more he can then reduce the burden on them to be better. Because I just don't know that they can. And you can do things like chip, and you can do things. You know, there's some some play action stuff you can do. Maybe move the pocket a little bit more. Maybe run the ball a little bit more. Like tonight, I think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. But there are things they can do to lessen it from a scheme schematic standpoint um, that will help as well. John, what will be the impact tonight? of a commander win, getting back over 500, you got a mini buy coming on the other side of it, and you got a couple of games coming up that are certainly more than than winnable games. It's almost like a demarcation spot in the schedule after tonight. Sure. Well, the, the impact for me is I can have an old-fashioned cigar and maybe do something on the smoker. There you That's go. That's what I'm looking forward All to. All weekend so long. The impact on them, I'm not worried about. No, um, but what, what it is that you can generate momentum, and so mm-hmm. if you like, you know, we there, the talk last week was, well, was that a moral victory or not? Well, fortunately for fans, like this team does not consider it any sort of a moral victory, right? Mm-hmm. So, like they understand, like they had a chance to win and they didn't, um, but they went toe to toe. So if you feel like you're that kind of a team and you come out tonight and handle your business. So let's see what kind is it a 12-7 win like last year in Chicago where it's like, uh, you know, that was kind of, you know, um, deflating maybe or just like not impressive. Um, so if it's that, then I don't know what the, if they come out and they're like they just take care of it and they're like clearly look good, then I think you can say, okay, now you have Atlanta and the Giants coming mm-hmm. up in the next two weeks. You can build some real momentum if you keep taking care of business. So I think it just depends what kind of a win are we talking about and, you know, if Howell looks good for a second week in a row, I think people will start to get pretty excited about what he can do. But I think it goes back to your first question about the defense. They've got to show up big time. And I think Emmanuel Forbes has to show up and just, Howell had a bad week last week, responded. Forbes had a bad week against Philly, see how he responds. If he does that, then you can say, okay, maybe that now the defense is writing itself too. You took my question, John, but I'm going to ask it anyway about about Forbes. Uh, what yeah. what has been his mood this week? It seems like he he's taking accountability. He's taking ownership yeah. for the things that didn't go his way, but he did make some plays against the Eagles. And what has Del Rio said about what Forbes <clears throat> needs to improve on for tonight against Chicago? Well, we didn't talk to Del, Del Rio this week because okay. it's a short week. We don't, we don't get the corners, but I can tell you, First, it starts with his eyes. And it was clear when you go back and watch the film that his eyes sometimes are in the wrong spot. And sometimes, like, for example, um, God, there was one play where I don't know what Jalen Hurts, why he didn't throw the ball. It was ridiculous. Devontae Smith blows past Ford because he's looking in the backfield. It was kind of a muddy, muddy picture, you know, some fakes and some you know, guys running around, but you know, just some crossing routes. It just got, it looked like he got confused about where's the ball. Well, Devontae Smith runs past him, and Jalen Hurts holds it for four seconds, doesn't throw. He's open by 10 yards. It was one of the worst 
if the Eagles had lost, that's the play where you look at and say, what the heck were you thinking? Mm-hmm. So, but this, so it's, there's the eyes, right? And then I think it's like understanding, you know, um, the double move, for example. Now, that turned out to be yep. okay because he got the ball back. But, you know, when you do a little pitter-patter of your feet on one of the double moves, there's a little pitter-patter. That's not, they're not going to do anything off that. So understand that, right, and get your eyes in the right spot. And, I, and, that's, and then, then, you know, sometimes with the, you know, your, your feet get off when your eyes are off. So it's all that, but it starts with the eyes. And the one thing I'll say, you know, the one thing what I always look for is, like, how, again, how does a kid respond? How do they handle a week like that? Mm-hmm. So after the tough game, he sat at his locker and answered all the questions. Then again on Tuesday, he's at his locker answering a bunch of questions. And I even went up to him and just kind of said, you know, hey, I appreciate you talking because sometimes guys will hide. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their, their, part of their job is to talk to us. That's definitely part of the job. And, you know, but he was very matter-of-fact. Like, yeah, hey, you know, he, he was like, he didn't look rattled, in other words. He didn't look like a scared kid. I think he understands, like, this is the life of a corner, <laughs> as, as as they said in the Godfather, this is the life they chose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like that's, you have to understand that. And like, I think what also helps is guys like Kendall Fuller, who are veterans and so damn smart. And like, they can go up to them and say, listen, this is the, I had this game last year and it was bad. And this is how I responded. So all those guys have those kind of tales. Now, when you're on an Island and when you're Forbes and you're covering AJ Brown, it could get ugly. And it did. And so, you know, but I think, I think he's a guy that will learn from it, um, but he's got to get better. Even before that game, they were talking about him needing to be more consistent with his eyes, with his technique, and it showed up a lot in that game. So he's got to really work on it. Sometimes, like, I'm going to guess that some of the coaches are like, this is what we've been telling you, dude. You've got to clean this up, otherwise it's going to happen again. If it happens, if it keeps happening, then you're going to end up losing the job. So, you know, that, so he's, let's see how he does with that. Some of the best corners have had bad days against mm-hmm. AJ. All no, of them have. Absolutely. Listen, I would see, I would see Champ Bailey give up touchdown. Like, there was one year where they're playing the Giants, and Armani Toomer used to have good games mm-hmm. against them. Yep. With the Redskins at the yep. time. So he had one game where he covered them like 13 times. And there were a number of times where Eli Manning would look off him and just, or whoever the quarterback was, would look off him and, cause champs all over him. And then he gives up one touchdown catch late in the game and it costs him the game. Mm-hmm. And he had this great game, but what do people remember? The last touchdown play. Catch. Yep. Yep. And yep. so yeah, it's, it's just, it's just the life. And you have to, if you play that position scared, you are done. Yep. And no I don't think he will. And so like, there's, there's that honing his aggressiveness sometimes too, cause he is, He's intent on he plays a little bit tighter in certain coverages. Um, he's intent on on getting um, getting you know some interceptions, but like even little things like, for example, in a cover two, he gave it a big play in a cover two because he doesn't jam the guy. You need to disrupt the timing so the safety has a chance to get over the top mm-hmm. to break up the play. Well, he doesn't do it, but early in the game he did. So clearly, you can do it. You just have to do it consistently. John, go get yourself settled in. We'll look forward to your recap of this one, Commanders and the Bears. And, hey, I, my question, I just want to know, what's on the grill? What's what's in the smoker this weekend? Yet. Oh, for me this weekend? I don't know yet. I'm leaving that up to my wife. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've done ribs lately. And, mm. you know, you know, but you know, I got maybe maybe some you know, maybe spatchcock the chicken a little wow. bit. Do something like that. Sounding so, good. I was going well, yeah, to ask, what's the media spread up there tonight? Well, that one I don't know yet. I haven't had a chance to check oh, it out. Oh, so, okay. Priority. You had to talk to us first. You talk, t- about, you, talk, you talk about the changes. It's gotten a little bit better. Nice. Oh, really? Ah, so, you know, he should take a picture of the sprint and put it on X. 
to show well, everybody. I don't, know if it's that, I don't know that it's that good yet. <laughs> let's let's wait till it really got, steps its game up. It's definitely gotten better. They, well, have, they have definitely... Good. They're more aware of. They're nice. more aware that people are human. That's nice. good to hear. Well, go nice. and, go enjoy it, whatever it is, and enjoy right. the game. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thank you, John Kime from ESPN, ESPN.com, and of course our uh, John Kime report here on 1061 ESPN. All right, you're going to make a little bit of a quick exit. You're going to leave as the uh, commercial comes on here. You're heading to high school football tonight. What you got? Yes, I have a change in my schedule. The chopper is not going to BSH because they actually play tomorrow, <laughs> not today. We're going to go clear east to West Point. Hopefully oh the chopper goodness. can make it out there. I hope so. Better put some extra <laughs> fuel in that That's thing. what we're going to do. We're going to take that chopper, put some fuel in it, and head out to West Point tonight. I wonder why you were buzzing over yeah, there. Yeah, Lane called the, the, the during alert. the interview. I was like, I, I, can't, I can't answer the phone, wow. that's All where right. I'm headed to. Well, safe travels on that chopper. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right, we'll wrap it up right after the break. 1061 ESPN. Regular season long. Now it's time for the race to the ball. Classic. 1061 ESPN is your exclusive home for the MLB postseason in Richmond. All right, we did a lot of uh, pre-commanders talk today. We'll do a lot of post-commanders talk tomorrow. Nikki Javala from the Washington Post joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. And our guy, Darrell Owens uh, from Legacy Makers Sports Network, will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. I know he's at the game tonight. I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he'll have great-looking pictures up there on Twitter as well for us. But he'll join us at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon, kind of wrap up the week with a recap of the commanders game. But kind of weird not having a commanders game on the weekend. But, of course, we got a lot of other good stuff with the baseball playoffs and all the football in the college ranks on Saturday and then uh, the rest of the NFL on Sunday, I guess highlighted by the Cowboy 49er game. I think that's the big one on Sunday. But we will talk about all of that uh, tomorrow on the Friday edition of the show. And then uh, next week we will – you know, some baseball will take our spot, but not a whole lot. I think we'll be able to avoid it maybe for except for a day or two, kind of like we did um, this week, but certainly hope you enjoy the baseball coverage as well. And we have Spider Football Saturday as well. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, 3 o'clock airtime with Richmond and Maine, 3.30 kickoff from Robbins Stadium. Jay Colley, voice of the William & Mary Tribe, and John Kine from ESPN. Thank you guys for being our guest this afternoon. Sean Robertson on his way to high school football different high school game than he thought he was going to but he's on his way in that chopper nonetheless aj over there on the other side of the glass thank you as always great job bob black saying so long for the sports huddle back at it again tomorrow all of us will be jamie king with the sports king at seven big al with sports phone at eight espn programming middle of the day and then matt and i'll take you home matt joseph says border to border at three and we get you into the weekend with the sports huddle tomorrow afternoon at four that's when i'll talk to you next right here on 1061 ESPN. Richmonders love Pella, Virginia.